0: Back, friends to another episode of confessions of a pyp teacher i'm lou gerlach and welcome to episode 16 where we're going to put action together with the golden circle i have a tendency to build up ideas together until your brain wants to explode and then work backwards to an easier starting point personally i don't know why i do this you'd think i'd learn by now it's just how i'm programmed as a learner i guess i just like to have the big picture of how everything works and how the pieces go together and then plan the first steps of attack. We've unpacked the levels of action. Actually, I don't like labeling them as levels of action because they each have their unique purpose. And I think different types of action as a scaffold of you know learning about action. And this reminds me of the golden circle that we talked about in our first podcast. We began with you know um, a lower level of action and then worked ourselves up to um, a deeper level of action. And that deeper level of action that we're now required to um, have students exhibit in the PYP really goes to the heart of what we're trying to do, and we kind of unpack that in our last podcast, because it's what we believe, and it drives everything, and then we work ourselves outward towards simple steps on how we're going to achieve it. Just a reminder, for those who've forgotten, the golden circle is a construct that helps us to focus on why we are doing something, and then we look at how and what we're doing to achieve that Why? We have to ask ourselves three questions. Well, three sets of questions. So for why, we ask ourselves, what do I believe? Or what is my goal here? We have to have a clear vision of what that is because that guides everything. Then we have to ask ourselves, how am I going to achieve this why? What's my plan? How am I gonna break this big idea down into simpler, tangible pieces? And then comes the what. What must I do in order to build up to my big idea? What's going to be my proof or my evidence that I've done it at the end? So if I were to classify the types of action that we've been talking about for the past couple podcasts, in this sense it's a little bit easier to level them because the why would be what's equivalent to a level three um, type of action. The how would be a level two and then the what would be a level one. So let's try to put this into a tangible piece that's going to be understandable. I'm going to try to do something easy. And I know what you're thinking. You do something easy. I know. I, I tend to kind of go for it, don't I? And But is this stuff ever really easy? There's a reason you're listening. There's a reason that you keep coming back. It's because I make you think. And I make myself think. And I've really enjoyed this process because I'm becoming more of a I've always been a cognitive person, but I'm able to put the pieces together because I'm working through the process um, in speaking to you. So thank you so much for that. And I'm secretly chuckling right now because I know this isn't going to be easy. But I keep reminding myself nothing ever, you know, worth it was easy. So let's try this. So if I were to go into a linear fashion, this is how it would look. This is not how I came to this process and we're going to break that down later. But let's look at it from a linear place. First, you're going to start with your why. You're going to think about out of those five, you know, really high-level actions that the IB wants us to know now. You know, participation, advocacy, social justice, social entrepreneurship and Lifestyle choices. We talked about them in depth in the last podcast. So, in case you missed that, go listen to 15. So, which one are you going to start with? Now, my personal thing that I think is going to be most tangible for students is going to be those lifestyle choices because those are things that they naturally can relate to. Oh, I can naturally recycle. You know, it's something that's tangible and Um, because even participation can be a little airy-fairy for our itty-bitties. So I'm going to first start off with lifestyle choices. So what I eventually came to for my why is I want to make better choices when buying products. That's pretty vague and broad, right? But that's what you, that's what you want. You want to think globally. You want to think kind of like a central idea. Hmm. What is going to be the thing that I hold to? I want to be more conscious when I'm buying things. I want to think about where they're coming from. Who's having to be enslaved to create them? What type of resources are being used to an abundant, you know, um, there's an abundant demand for them, so it's decimating an, an environment. I need to be conscious of those things if I want to truly change my lifestyle choices. Then comes the how. So when I was thinking of how, well, am I, you know, I had to ask myself, so if I'm changing a lifestyle choice, I want to change the way that I buy products, then is that something that I'm changing a thinking, saying, doing, feeling, being, and really, if I'm changing how I purchase, that's something I'm doing. And doing is the most relatable, once again, for our students, so I might suggest doing a doing one first because that's something that they can tangibly um, partake of easily. And a reminder, a doing is making the world a better place through our actions. How better than being conscious of how we purchase, right? But how are we gonna make our why? I wanna make better choices when buying products. A little bit more zoomed in. That's how I look at the how. So the how for me here is I wanna do my part in sharing the planet with others by reducing the amount of plastic products I use. Now I'm a little bit more specific. So I'm going from this kind of broad center idea down to now plastic usage. All right. Now it's a little bit more, even more tangible, right? So my what is, what can I do that's tangible? So what can I do that's tangible about reducing the amount of plastic that I want to consume? So I can definitely reduce the amount of plastic I use by using refillable water bottles. That's gonna be a huge help. I can bring my lunch every day in a reusable container, right? I can also use those plastic kind of um, reusable sandwich bags even, to put my snacks in. When I go to a restaurant, I know, don't do this on a first date, but I can go to a restaurant and take containers and have them, instead of putting it into a a to-go carton that's styrofoam, I put it into a plastic container. Did You know many restaurants will gladly do that, of course, maybe during COVID not, but uh, prior to, they, they would. I can also, there's a lot of vendors out there that sell reduced packaged um, bath and home care products where they'll send you initial, let's say, a plastic or glass water bottle and you reuse that bottle sprayer and they give you tablets and it dissolves into water. How fabulous is that? That is thinking about reducing the amount of plastic on a large scale and thinking about consumption, right? And I can also buy items in bulk to reduce the excessive packaging of individualized. So instead of buying, um, you know, one little package of cookies, I buy many and then freeze some and put them in um, little reusable containers that I can take out and have for lunch, How easy is that? It's those little things being conscious of our choices. So, here's a review of my thinking process on how I came up with all of this. It is all over the place, though, because where I ended up is not how it began. And I think that this is important to discuss because this is going to be a natural thing for your students. It's not going to be linear, it's going to be messy, and you have to. Let it be, because you want the starting point and the ending point to be the same, or to be your target, I should say. But how you meander and get there, you need to ease up. That's what agency is all about. Ease up, so let the students figure out the process. That right there is the whole purpose of taking action, is figuring out the process, figuring out what works for me, what doesn't, and how can I fix it so it does work for me? That's the most important thing. And if we don't give the time, uh, such a lost um, opportunity for growth. All right, so here's my process. First, I chose my level three action. I said, or I thought to myself, that you know, level three is gonna drive everything. So I need to focus on one that's going to be tangible, that's going to be relatable um, for my audience. So I chose lifestyle choices because I think this is the thing that we can connect most to. Most of us um, can relate to making some simple changes in our in our private lives um, that's going to have a greater impact. Then I made a statement of what lifestyle choice I wanted to make. I decided to reduce my level of plastic consumption. That's not where it ended up, but hang on tight with me. Next, I captured all the ways that I can reduce plastic consumption. This may be a little bit more difficult for kids, you know, because they know how to reduce their plastic consumption, but they're not the ones purchasing the goods. So they might come to you and say, hey, I like lifestyle choices. I really am connected with this, but I don't have control of this. Can I do advocacy instead? Um, And support lifestyle choices. Love it, right? Um, And so now they're gonna try to get their families um, involved. So after I did that, of putting all the different ways of my what's, right? I'll do these things. After that, I moved my statement about lifestyle choices to my how, because I felt it was too defined. And that is not what your why is all about. Your why is a little bit more abstract, okay? So I determined it was too specific, and I knew my why needed to be a little broader. So I thought, how can I make that broader? And I made a statement and put it there, because now, you got to think of it this way. I said my why was I want to make better choices when buying products. This is going to go beyond one action. I zoomed in to plastics. But now, okay, well, maybe that's not the only place I'm going to be, you know, make better choices about buying products. Maybe I'm going to... Um, next think about cruelty free, maybe after that next thinking about, um, you know, factories with inhumane conditions. Um, It just goes on and on and on. But the thing that stays with me is that I've made a choice now that I'm going to be a conscious purchaser of goods. And it's not going to be limited to just plastics, if that makes sense. Right? We're trying to, Build lifelong learners where this conviction stays in the heart and it stays for a long time, so it has to be a little bit broader um, for it to be able to take root. Of course, as an adult, this process in a quiet space took me about 10 minutes long. We know kids, they need more time to tinker, they need more time to come up with some practical examples This might take an hour, but once they do it a couple times, man, it will go a lot quicker. I think this is the process that's magical. How are we putting this, you know, these pieces together so that they see a tangible way? And then once they've had some practice building up the level one, the level two, the level three types of action, that's when then you can go to the Hydro one that we talked about last time where you take all the level three or the advanced level um, Types of action and put them together. My gosh the brain is exploding again, right, but I am so curious how you're gonna do this. I would love for you if you just tweeted me Um at ThinkChat2020, some of your ideas, some of the things that you're doing. If you were private and you're like, tweet, Twitter, what's that? Then, you know, you can go to my website and post a comment. If you're not into that, then email me at thinkchat2020 at gmail.com. It's all the same to make it easier for you to communicate. Because I really I think this is what's the magic of our community is sharing these ideas, building that capacity with each other. I'm super excited about this expanded vision of action. I think the IB really is forward thinking of expanding so that it's not a tokenism, right? It's being more relevant now. It's timely and it's meaningful for our students. And it's helping to lay that foundation of lifelong learning. Personally speaking, I am so excited um, we have kids coming back in the building within the next week. I can't wait to work with students, work with teachers, of sharing this with them and trying to build up action-taking in our classrooms. So as well, always, this has been an episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm so glad you're here with me sharing these wonderful ideas, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Have a wonderful day.